Okay, so today I'm going to be talking about some politics with a good friend named Drummer Shy. I am going to be called Knight. And, you know, we're two people who are very passionate with our beliefs. And a lot of these beliefs may not be ones of your own. So I say come into this with an open mind. And just know that both of us probably won't be swayed by other people. That being said, would you like to say anything before we get going? Uh, no, I, I can't wait to talk about what I'm about to say because um, I think I think uh, my my views on the entire United States uh, situation and politics of it, I think it's going to be very interesting. Yeah, I, I notice you're active in politics a lot on Twitter, but you don't really talk about like politics in, as a country in general, like anywhere else but Twitter. So I figured it'd be nice to have you here for one to maybe get your things out of what you want to say. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, and it's like a lot of internet personalities get scared about talking about politics. Like, oh, I don't want to lose my following because people disagree with me. And I'm, I'm one of those people where it's like I. I don't care if you decide you don't want to watch me or listen to me because of my beliefs. Maybe you're someone I don't want to watching me in the first place. <laughs> that That's just me personally, too. Like, I'm somebody who keeps people who, like, keep myself surrounded with the people who have the same beliefs as me. So, uh, I'm just yeah. going to start off now. Um, let's talk about the Biden administration so far and how they've been doing. We're on what day four now, I want to say. Yeah. We're on day four going day on four. to day five. Yeah. It's, it's been, it's been, Progressive. Oh yeah. This, I, I have some friends who are really scared about going into this. They, they didn't want Trump to win by any means at all. They fucking hated him. But, um, they're also diehard Bernie fans who were very scared going into this Joe Biden administration because they thought Joe Biden was, you know, more of a centrist than a Democrat than anything else. And, you know, I think the past four days, like even his day one showed like he, he wrote 50, he got out 15. Um, Make that 17. It was 17. Yeah, he got yeah. he got out a lot done on day one when he didn't even have an entire day really yeah this is like four years 17 executive orders like if you look at trump's legacy and if you before his presidency you looked at his legacy of trump and it's like he has done absolutely nothing he had a scam hotel business he was a failed real estate he was a failed real estate businessman and he couldn't even get done for the past 20 or 30 years joe biden goes into the oval office signs 17 executive orders that trump could never do in, in a span oh, yeah. of one day it was like one executive order every three months but joe biden does 17 in one day i'm like wow that is an absolute record and this is this is exactly what my vote was for something that would mm-hmm. change our country and People may look at it and say, oh, they're just executive orders. The next president can come in and just wipe those away like they're nothing. These executive orders are in place for now until they become laws. They're to change now so we can establish the change for later is the way yeah. I look at it. Because, like, the, the canceling the Keystone Pipeline, that was fucking huge. 
Yeah, like, it was, and it was it was very good for us progressives oh, yeah. who want to expand in so many years and slowly transition to the Green New Deal because of the fact that um, if you looked at the pandemic early on when uh, factories and industries go down, there was so much clean air, there were so many plants, so many birds, bees, and trees, and so many beautiful, like, nature, and I'm like, you know, this is exactly what we want out of the green new deal oh, is yeah. uh something that's very how can i explain this <laughs> like just it's it's progress that's shown in the pandemic that if we shut down oil and coal mining factories then there's progress out of it oh yeah it's unfortunate though the way that it the way that we had to see it, we had to have a global pandemic that has sadly claimed the lives of 400,000 Americans alone, let, al- let alone, I believe it's over a million in the rest of the world. And it, it it is truly disheartening to see how we had to realize this. But the fact that not everybody was looking away and just looking at the negatives, the fact that people were looking at it in maybe some good will end up coming out of this. And I do also feel bad for the people who are losing their jobs in the pandemic like i am one of those people who got laid off due to covid but yeah my job wasn't necessarily like essential to the economy i was a hardware store worker as opposed to somebody like i didn't ride off of it too for my life like i i still live with my parents as of right Mm now i'm still in high school so it's not like i depend on a job to live but it's the the people that you know had to lose their job for it and you know what I like about Joe Biden's econ- or not economy um Joe Biden's green plan goes with creating millions of jobs. Yeah, this yeah. the Keystone pipeline created a lot of jobs especially in Minnesota here. It created a, a bunch of jobs and this being shut down is going to clo- close those jobs, you, but but if but if you look at it from the Keystone pipeline, um yes, it created jobs, but it was dangerous. It, it was, was it, it, it it needed to happen. It was, it needed it was to affecting close. It was affecting people's health. It was mm-hmm. damaging them, getting them to the hospital. You know, with the if, if Joe Biden kept the Keystone Pipeline, then COVID would have actually gotten worse with oil and coal industries with people getting high high risk of cancer. So it's like this is a perfect move for Biden to, oh, yeah. to discontinue the Keystone Pipeline because it's it, it was damaging people's health and i feel like it's good that we're having an ecosystem that's like healthier safer and effective with creating millions of jobs you know the highest paying job right now is doing like ecosystems like uh solar energy that's like a high paying job oh yeah racking yeah. up millions upon billions so i feel like yeah this is a good thing for the health safety and you know economy for all americans Oh, yeah, it is definitely a great thing. And um, like the Dakota Access Pipeline, that is there's rumors he's going to sign another executive order to stop that one as well. And his another day one um, executive order he made was uh, stopping oil drilling in northern Alaska. That was another huge one that people didn't think was going to happen. And that, that was just those were just two major ones he did out of. The seven, all seventeen of them were major, and the biggest ones that stand out to me is the he allowed he allowed transgenders back into the military, which is something Trump did. I'm pretty sure week one, with with a tweet, none, nonetheless, only fitting for him to do that with a tweet. 
and there there were so many other stuff that he's done and he's catching a lot of criticism but that's expected from the right wing they're pretty pissed at him i remember one complaint i saw the gop is complaining he's being too democratic like <laughs> do they not realize how a democratic president's supposed to act yeah, that they're 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 throwing a massive temper tantrum, and they've already signed a article of impe or they've already wrote an article of impeachment on Biden, <sighs> Representative Green. It's going to go nowhere. She's she's so stupid. <laughs> this is and, and this is why I explain. This is why I like watching people like the Lincoln Project because this is a fact that the Lincoln Project, Midas Touch, and all these other organizations are ramping up for 2022 to make sure Trumpism doesn't have any breath or oxygen during the midterms because I, I think i heard about a fact when obama was president uh uh republicans did really well in like midterms but this year is absolutely different because this is the republican party that's like falling apart because of the fact that trump mm -hmm. incited the insurrection that led his followers to damage which is probably known right now that this was domestic terrorism and oh, yet yeah, the Republicans are like, oh, yeah, let's have unity. And uh, not, yeah, let's have unity. No, that's not unity. You know, it, the, it's the, just like the thing is, too, it's like people try to group all of them together. And I, I got to say, there is right now there is a three party system ignoring Trump starting his actual third party, which is the actual thing he fucking did. Now, um, that went under the radar because he has no platform anymore. He actually did make a third party, but. <sighs> It's registered. I went. I saw it on a government website. It is a registered party. Nobody knows about it though because he has no platform. Um, other than that, a lot of these uh, Republicans, there, there, there are a lot of them that fit in with the Trumpist. You know, like um, Lauren Bubert or whatever her fucking name Larbit, is. And, Lauren Bubert, like or, she's she's an actual boob. Not gonna lie. Mm -hmm. Ted Cruz, Holly Green, all of them—they all fit in that far-right extremist organization because they're all QAnon. They're all dumbasses. Yeah. Ted Cruz launching his Pittsburgh over Paris campaign, not realizing that the Paris Climate Agreement affects the world, not just Paris. Yeah, it affects the world because of the fact that you know you have Greta Thunberg being the light. I hope Greta Thunberg roasts Cruz and Holly and say, you know what? Oh, you Seth, know, Seth Rogen's been doing that. <laughs> oh, Seth, Seth Rogen's amazing. I mean, if you've seen his movies like The Interview and stuff where he – uh, if, if you guys ever seen the movie Interview, go watch it because I think it's I think it's very clear that Seth Rogen hates people like Kim Jong-un, Vladimir Putin, and Donald Trump because of the fact that he's been in movies and he knows how to roast far-right authoritarian politicians – and we're going to touch more on like authoritarian politicians too, because of what's going on in Russia and all that, and how that ties yeah. in with us. But I, um, there are a lot of Republicans staying true to the old conservative. And when I say old conservative, I mean like Bush era conservative. Reagan, not not Reagan. <laughs> this is where my opinion gets a little unpopular to people. Reagan today yeah. would be a centrist left leaning. Centrist left leaning. Okay. Because he does not fit in with the ideals of the Republican Party today. He wasn't a great president. He wasn't a great um, governor. He was still a politician nonetheless, but he he did he did get us... Didn't, wasn't he the one that got us out of the Iranian hostage crisis? He was. Which, that, that was something you can look to. He also instated the strongest gun laws this country has ever seen. Granted, he did that because he was shot, but... 
Well, let's let's go to the part about the Russian politics right now because it looks like the Russian people are going against Vladimir Putin because oh, they're yeah. absolutely they're absolutely upset that Alexa, Alexa Navalny was arrested and, and now it's like they want him freed. I think what Joe Biden should do if 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 you know in his four terms, uh, in his four years first term as president is try to work with the European Union to get him out of prison and make him like an ambassador to the people of Russia and then try to build up to be the next leader of Russia because that I, I feel like the people of Russia deserve a democracy than than a person who's like flailing in the hot sun bare chest naked with a horse or whatever the, the hell the, the problem with it is um, Putin he has no humanity <laughs> that's what it comes down to if you see him he's not he doesn't have emotions he lacks empathy he is one of the most powerful men in the world it, as people people like to not put him on this high pedestal and i get that he shouldn't be but when you look at it from a world perspective he is an extremely powerful man who we should to an extent fear but if we there's a point this is the point right now where their 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 union, this, if it ever was a union, is starting to crack, and you can see that. Like they're having their own sort of revolution again in Russia's history, and you see the problem with it is too is going back to Putin being the strongest man in the world. He doesn't fucking care about what's going on. He is going to launch the military on his people, and I I am willing to make bets on that because he wants to maintain power he knows the moment he leaves office his the the russian government is going to overturn the law he saw he put in place that makes it so he's immune they're going to overturn that and he's going to go to jail and face a lot of a lot of uh, punishment for the things he's done in his what 30 plus years as president yeah he's he's staring down the barrel of a gun right now and what he does is going to affect russia for the rest of time or for at least the next hundred years yeah well what would what would happen in this situation i know we had the insurrection but what would happen if the russian people just stormed through the the base of the capital and just tried to take back the russian government the problem is they would be shot that that's there's a huge distinctive difference between how the american government handled our attempted insurrection and how the russian government handled theirs they they don't abide by human laws generally when it comes to this sort of stuff like you see their military just rolling down the street in tanks for fuck's sake with no regulation half the time like on on the internet and they don't have a lot of they, they kind of live off their own rules. They may be a part of the UN, but you can't convince me that they abide by all the UN rules, that you can't convince me that they respect the like rest of the world as they should. They, you can't convince me that they respect people and human rights, because if they did, then their country wouldn't be half of a third world country, half of a, um, half of a third world country, half of a first world country. Because that, that's what it's come down to, is that's what they are. They're a little bit of both. And it's not good for their... It's not good for their country. It's not good for their people. And the people are finally realizing this, that, hey, maybe they should stand up. And I, I, I truly stand with them, but at the same time, I am trying to look at a realistic situation in this. And what's going to happen is 
they are going to face a lot of backlash from the government, from the military, when Putin decides he's had enough. Yeah. It's it's a very... It's it's a rock and a hard place for the Russian people right now, and I, I feel for them because they've been yeah. living under an authoritarian dictator who has, censors the press, who does whatever the fuck he wants with no consequences... And it's it's about time something came back to bit him in the ass. And this can go one of two ways. This can either, well, this can go one of three ways. Either it's going to die down in the next month and nothing's going to happen. We're going to see the rise of a new leader in the next few months. Or Putin's going to establish martial law with him in the lead. Hmm. Well, let's just hope that um, Alex Navalny gets out of prison by the U.S government or sending like a seal team to cap uh, like to rescue him and take we wouldn't him over do to that the... we would never bring we would never put troops into russia and if we did I, it would be the cia I, I i feel like we are this close to russia just completely trying to start a war if russia was going to start a war they would have by now they know as well as we do that we cannot go to war with Russia. That's why we have military bases spread throughout Europe because we don't want to go to war with Russia. Russia wants to, you know, claim countries. That's why they've been in war with the Ukraine for the past, what, 13 years or more. They, we have troops in Ukraine, so Russia cannot take over the Ukraine. We act as buffers right now because Russia doesn't want to go to war with us for very valid reason. We don't want to go go to war with Russia either. It would be detrimental to the world. Yeah. So Biden's also being put in a really hard place with this because Trump fucked over our um, our foreign relations immensely. Yeah. Like the EU has has made a statement saying that Trump contacted Russia and North Korea more than he contacted the UN ever. Yeah, and the thing is, is like Biden's gonna have to. It's going to be a long time. It's not going to be four years. It's going to have to be so. And, and I said it, it will take Biden four years to redone everything, but it's going to take much more longer than that when we have a new president. Uh, one thing I would love to add, though, about candidates in 2022-24 is that uh, newly uh, new chair of the DNC, Jamie Harrison, loved the guy. It was a great pick. He is young. He is a progressive, hard progressive Democrat. Who won? And I think I think he knows by by a long shot that he needs to start picking out candidates who are young, progressive, and willing to go for the for the agenda of the Gen Z. Because at this fact, we've we've had enough of this this old far right extremist, uh, just basic conservative like the far right conservatism of this country because it's like yeah it's damaging not only us but other people trying to find an opportunity for the american dream and and when you define the american dream it's it's you know an opportunity to work live a good life have affordable living have perfect housing that's the vision of the american dream is having a well healthy life like the people in the netherlands or sweden like people with with good livable wage and good healthcare. I feel like that's, that's the American dream that I envision. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah, that's definitely what – and that's what, like, a lot of these progressives want for us, like Bernie Sanders. That's what he wants for us. Yeah. And funny how we say we're tired of these old people, but Bernie Sanders is right now one of the faces of the DNC, even though he's a, he's a um, independent. independent, which has – the thing is about the 2016 election that that's what kind of pissed me off is he was he ran as an independent for president multiple times he is an independent registered as a senator but he runs on the democratic ticket to get you know the pack money from the democrats and that sort of thing which um in 2016 i feel that really fucked us over like do i like him yes i do i think he was a a great candidate and he would have made a great president. I don't think he's going to run again in 2024 simply because he's getting to the point of being able to retire or retire, yeah. Yeah, and I I think this might be his last he's either going to have one more term as senator after this or this is going to be his last term. Sa- same with like Mitch McConnell. This is his last term as sen- term as senator. Let's talk about him for a quick minute cuz yeah. He he really has taken a 180 or he he's doing a lot of turns lately. He's hates trump immensely he wants trump impeached in the senate he is pushing for that that's why he wanted to wait for the new senate to be sworn in before the impeachment papers went to the senate because he wanted a better chance of him being impeached at the same time his um his you know pet lindsey graham is going against him on this now so this Well, well my well my question is who becomes the Republican minority leader if Mitch McConnell retires? That would be a very good question. I don't think anybody really has the answer for that right now because this, this is by far his prob- his last six years. I, he does not have another term after this, which is crazy to think about. He's been majority leader since 2008, which he's fucked up so much shit. Yeah. Am I right, 2008? Yeah, 2008. Yeah, yeah you're, you're right there. Which, that that's a long, that's over 10 years he was majority leader. Nobody should have as much power as he did in those 10 years. He shouldn't. And, and also, I think, in, in term, I think the best revenge story has to be Merrick Garland becoming attorney general. Um, if I can explain uh, why this guy has been through hell and back and then basically became attorney general was because that um, he was going to be a Supreme Court nominee for the Supreme Court. And then Mitch McConnell blocked it, threw it out, and uh, Merrick Garland wasn't too happy. But when he got that attorney general job, my first thought was like, oh, man, he is going to go after these domestic terrorist MAGA people and probably prosecute them and probably make like a law that 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 um basically just just completely investigate um domestic terrorists far right domestic terrorists without bail or anything because i, I well you know you, you deserve a trial but it, it it should really come down to is like are these people a threat why are they why are they being a threat to many americans i feel like the best question to come to is like we we need to really look at ourselves like like the filibuster that totally needs to go away um but it it all comes down to transparency what what our vision is for america and i and my belief is that 
we need to get rid of the filibuster and we need to get rid of all these things that disproportionately, you know, uh, discriminates against people of color. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. We, we need a police, we need a police reform. And that's what, that's that, what, that's what we're going to get. We're going to get a Georgia. Oh yeah, that's what we're getting right now. There is national there. They've done sweeps through the national guard. Many national guard members have been, um, investigated, sent home and are continuing to be investigated for, um, per, for participating in acts of, or groups of white supremacy, acts of white supremacy. They've been, who were deployed at the, at Washington DC. Now, um, the last number I saw was 25. That has probably gone up now, but that, that is not a good thing to have even one person in our military and our law enforcement who is, involved with white supremacy that is something that should not happen at all no no person in power should be a white supremacist as far as i'm concerned and if that's not the views of if you disagree with those views you yourself might be a white supremacist like not saying you are obviously just like people in general if you don't think a white supremacist should have power or if you think a white supremacist should be allowed to have power you might be one because like i get it everybody is entitled to their own opinion but it's also at the same time yeah you're entitled to your own shitty opinion but at what point are you held accountable for that shitty opinion when it starts to damage the lives of people like in oregon last night somebody got ran over i get the situation behind it but no cop should run through a crowd because he was scared of people breaking the car that was his excuse he was scared people were going to damage his car not scared for his life not anything else he was scared they were going to damage the car yeah wait that 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 was i i saw the video i don't know if you saw the video it it was disheartening to see a police officer run through a crowd of people i feel like i i agree that most of the country needs a police reform like one time i i filed a police report because there was vandalism on a on a county uh, stop sign, like it, it is illegal to put messages on a on a stop sign or any traffic sign because it's 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 vandalism. So I went to the police and I said, "Yeah, there's vandalism on on this road, et cetera, et cetera." And they said, "Yeah, we'll figure it out." One month later, it's still there. They haven't fixed it. So I'm like, this. When I when I see something and say something, the police don't do anything. It's like, like the 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 political messaging on the uh, stop sign was stop. The media lies. I took a picture of it and I showed it, and the police didn't do anything. You see, this is a legit problem. That that is like I I was thinking while you were saying that like oh vandalism on the sign I get there's probably other things to do but when it becomes to a political standpoint like that when it's, it's stop the media lies then that's something that should be done because that's not something that should be broadcasted to people I get it. that that kind of sounds like contradictory to like free media free speech but at the same time you shouldn't spread lies the media should not spread lies. Like Fox yeah. News is not a not a news source as far as I'm concerned because they spread debunked lies day after day after day. Sean yeah. Hannity, um, all of them there, most I'm, of them. Not going to say all of them, most of them. Well, I'll, I did I did write up a tweet 
um, and I was watching the Rachel Maddow show. If you guys don't know, Rachel Maddow is like an award-winning writer and journalist, a doctor of philosophy, and a master's and bachelor's of art. Like, she is, like, super-duper smart. And and you see from her photos, like, she's got notes all over her office. And she's got papers that she's laying down, writing, going up, connecting the dots. And it's like, wow, she's actually doing research. Then you have the asshole, like Tucker Carlson, who mm-hmm. was denied a job application to the CIA and a master's of art. And probably only attended college for three or four years, and yet he got a job with Fox News. He barely passed high school. You know, this is exactly the, the, you know, like, compare and contrast. And it's clear that Rachel Maddow's a better better reporter for reporting things than Tucker Carlson. And I tried to tell other members, uh, I tried to tell other people, especially... um, older people that um tucker carlson is not educated well you look at the what what's happened through like if you compare and contrast cnn to fox news like they i can't remember if it was carlson or hannity one of them were sued quite a few years back for spreading false information on a news source and they won the lawsuit because their lawyer convinced the jury that nobody takes them seriously. Which baffles me, because we just had an insurrection by the help of Fox in our capital, and you can't convince me nobody takes it seriously after that. People take Fox News seriously. And then the half the reporters don't have credentials, like, never went to college, don't have any degrees, barely passed high school, and then you go to CNN. Um, Anderson Cooper, I believe, has a doctorate. Like, you look at the top reporters in Fox and the top reporters in CNN or any other station, generally. Like, you'll you'll see huge, huge um, spaces, huge gaps of credentials between them. Like, who, where, where did they go to school and what do they do? And you, at, at this point, too, schools don't really always matter because we got to remember, um, Cruz graduated from Yale somehow, so it... it it's not really looking at what schools did they graduate from. It's what degree do they have? Not sure. What, what was the question again? I'm sorry. I'm looking at a stupid Ted, Ted Cruz tweet. <laughs> <laughs> As we're talking about him. No, it wasn't really a question. It was just you got to look at the credentials between both uh, Fox News casters and CNN newscasters where, like, there's – in Fox News, half of them don't have credentials. Some of them barely pass college. You go to CNN, they have doctorates, they have actual college degrees, and it doesn't matter where they graduated from because schools at this point don't mean shit. Like, Ted Cruz graduated from Yale somehow. Yeah. Um, the thing is about CNN, it's like, uh, I was like, oh, CNN, sometimes they don't report facts, and then I actually watch a CNN segment, and so they got New York Times, Washington Post, and all these other reports, and and actual, actual people, and I'm like, damn, Trump lied to us. No. I, I I don't use exclusively CNN. They're generally the first I go to, and then yeah. I research around because, like, I I trust them more. I 
of course look at other stations. So I like to use Politi PolitiFact and um, the Associated Press, New York Times, Telegraph, yep. BBC. All I use as much as I can to try and get the full story. And yeah. but I think I think when you look at it from a from a fact standpoint, if you want hard hitting like facts or whatever, people like Midas Touch and Lincoln Project are those types of groups that really help out in the political scene not not in the election but in voting literally when when people voted for biden it was 81 million plus that voted for biden and i think 75 million and then all the trump supporters were like oh the election was stolen and i'm like and i'm like so basically you're gonna you're gonna say the election is stolen but you have 10 million people of color voted for a democratic president and you say they're they're stealing the election come on now and that's like in georgia that i was amazed that it flipped blue like yeah stacy abrams holy shit her 10-year plan going ahead of schedule was the best thing for our country this was revenge to um this was revenge to the the current uh, Georgia governor because of the fact that she wanted mega revenge. And I, I, I gotta res I do have to respect the Georgia governor and all, all of the Republicans over there for, you know, standing up to Trump by saying, no, we're not going to overthrow your election. We're not going to change this because what we have is a fair election and we're not going to yeah. mess with democracy. Like you have to give them that. If it was a place like, if it was a place like Alabama tr and Trump made that call, you know for sure they probably would have flipped it. Like, they would have overthrown it, which just goes to show, like, um, it depends who's there. Because, like, not all Republicans are bad people. Just a, whole, a lot of them happen to be. Like, um, Mitt Romney. I never thought in my life I would say Mitt Romney is right now a voice of reason in the republican party yeah as well as um liz cheney and mm -hmm. um ben sass and all these other people right. some some house republicans who voted to convict trump in the house i i think it kind of tells you like these people do have spines republicans threatening to leave the republican party like the the one senator from alaska saying she really is tempted to leave the republican party not saying she'll become a democrat and by all means nobody nobody wants them to like leave their party and become a democrat immediately no it's you go find the party that you find is right and i believe in a multiple party system i don't think a two-party system should be you know be the thing america runs on but that's what we have and i welcome i welcome a third party mm -hmm. and it it may be a right-wing party that is extremely racist and all that but quite frankly i welcome a third party even if my views majorly disaligned with them at the same time you got to look at how it's going to benefit us because that will split the right-wing vote that, yeah. that's that's the way i've been looking at it is if trump does create this third party he's going to split the right-wing vote <laughs> well one thing we got to talk about is the 2022 midterm elections and i'm going to mm -hmm. go back to the fact that we have the lincoln project and midas touch let me state this as a fact the democrats are going to do okay in the midterm 2022 because we know who to vote out like majority mm -hmm. taylor green and bobert and uh ted cruz josh hawley 
I think, and I seriously hope they start, they start to invoke the Fourteenth Amendment, like invoke the Fourteenth Amendment on these the people, because the more more evidence is going to come out that they were involved in the insurrection, and then they could just cry, bitch, and moan all they want. It's like, oh, oh, the the radical left Democrats. No, we have video proof, and we have evidence and receipts. When you have receipts and video evidence and full transcripts, as we call the perfect phone call. There's been not... more than three phone calls between Trump and Georgia. Yeah. So it's like there's when there's physical evidence, it's like you can't argue this. All you say is like trigger words like oh, radical left Antifa, George Soros, uh, Venezuela. You know, it's. They, they they go they run off of a script and each of them say the same thing while saying nothing at the same time. Yeah. You you go look at Lauren Bobbert and all she knows how to say is radical radical left liberals and um Radical liberal Ra- Raphael Warnock. Oh my god. Uh what was oh what god. was her name? Um I can't even remember her fucking name at this point. The Radical Radical the person who uh, radical, ran against Warnock. No, radical, radical extremist Kelly Loeffler. Uh, K- Kelly Loeffler. KKK Kelly Loeffler. She. Okay. The the thing that really fucking irked me about her was she ran in her campaign. She ran with a actual member of the KKK. A week before the elect the runoff election, she was pictured with the former leader of the kkk she didn't do anything to hide her white supremacy purdue has one picture of him flashing white power we we knew they were both racist and she just didn't hide it he hid it and that that's what's also getting scary is they're not hiding it anymore it's scary but a good thing we know who who needs to go but it also shows that they're going to go with a fight and when Joe Biden addressed white supremacy in his inaugural speech, that that surprised me, honestly, because it hasn't been done before. But at the same time, it doesn't surprise me because of what's going on. And, you know, what? what's also shocking is the Republicans openly taking offense to him trying to crack down on white supremacy. Like, if you're scared, does that mean you're admitting you're a white supremacist? just listen the republican party needs to die (laughs) there there's multiple new sectors of the republican party that's come out the we got the insurrectionist caucus we got the jim crow caucus and it's a mess they're just crumbling from the inside and you know for the democrats trump was probably the best thing to happen to the country because we now control the the, we control Congress and the White House, but it, for the country, it was, he was a terrible, terrible thing, and I really don't think the four years were worth it. I would have been fine with a four years of a Republican president. Like, people thought Jeb Bush was actually going to win in 2016, and, you know, compared, I, I wouldn't have liked it, but compared to Trump, I would have much rather had Jeb Bush for four years. We survived two Bushes, and they weren't detrimental except for Junior's war that we're still fighting. Yeah. At this point, dude, it's like it. At this point, it's like the Biden administration came in, changed all this stuff, 
And now that, you know, basically it's like, yeah, we got a new president, but we got to keep on working mm-hmm. to make sure the Senate House and the White House remains Democrat for another four or five years, six oh, years. Yeah. I, I'm excited for the coming up elections because there's been talks of AOC um, running for Senate in New York. And I really. Yes. I hope she does. She's a right now. She is a huge influential figure in the Democratic Party. She has a lot of backing behind her. She also has a lot of people who hate her. But in politics, if you don't have somebody who hates you, you're not doing it right. And yeah, she is doing a phenomenal job. Same with the rest of the squad. Lesser known people in it, like Ilan Omar from Minnesota. She is also doing great. She was the first one to draft up the most recent articles of impeachment on Donald Trump. We didn't use hers, her draft, but she was the first one to draft them up, which is amazing. And then we have Amy Klobuchar, also from Minnesota, leading a probe into the Capitol Police Force for white supremacists and their play in the Capitol's police force and the play in the insurrection. That is also huge. And I, I yeah. like I like Biden's cabinet. So people were really pissed when um, Biden didn't include Bernie Sanders into his cabinet. And I was a little upset about that until I read the reason. They talked about it, and they didn't want to take him out of the Senate because they didn't want to risk losing his seat. Yeah. So... so. He he's better off in the Senate right now, which I agree with after I heard the reasoning that he wasn't in. And Pete Buttigieg, he's going to be a great he he's going to be a great figure in the Democratic Party. Yeah, and you know, we also have young members from the Gen Z trying to become politicians. I feel mm-hmm. like it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting growing up in an America where ecosystem jobs and uh healthcare are like all like available to us oh yeah for sure i i like joe biden's eco plan that also plays with making more jobs he wants to build millions of buildings that are eco-friendly like a crap ton of houses huge office buildings and they're going to create millions of jobs at the same time and they're eco-friendly like that sounds like a great idea to me Mm mm-hmm um, who do you think is going to be running on the Democratic ticket for 2024? Um, for 2024, I believe it's going to be either AOC or Beta Aruk, um, a much more progressive Democrat that comes out of the work work woodworks. So again, Jamie Harrison has to make a perfect candidate and centrist out there like what the democratic party did with president barack obama Mm -hmm. i personally think that we're going to see a few familiar faces from the um 26 or 2020 primary like Buttigieg. i think he's going to make a run for it again i think kamala harris will probably throw her hat in which if she does that will probably she will probably be the democratic pick which I, I don't know how to feel about it. I like her, but I feel like we should have somebody else other than Harris as our next as the next Democratic president. I would much rather see Buttigieg or AOC, even though I would rather I would like to see AOC spend time in the Senate before she runs for president. And 
I feel Andrew Yang will probably go for it again. Yeah, well, Andrew Yang's running for New York City mayor, so it's like... Mm-hmm. Well, that... What, what, how would that work, though? If he does win mayor, is he still able to run for president? I think... Well, I, I think so, yeah, but we just gotta see what happens. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm very interested to see what the Republicans do come 2024, who they're going to put in. I feel like Jeb Bush might try a run again. Yeah, I think Jeb Bush is going to run again, but I I feel like the Republican Party's not going to have a lot of people Mm-mm. going in- through this, even with Mitch McConnell's influence. So it's like it. I think the Democratic Party is going to be a thing for the next four or eight years in my opinion yeah. with the help of the lincoln project because the lincoln project mm-hmm. has been former republicans but they've been going for a democratic pro-democracy person because it, you got to have a candidate who's pro-democracy cares about the constitution cares mm-hmm. about the will and health and the living of of people like americans and so republicans don't really have new people out there that would be willing to run for president like holly he might try but he he will be kicked out in the primaries he, is... he will be kicked out of the primaries because of the fact that he helped incite crazy, an insurrection cra- yeah he 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 incited an insurrection and people like ronna mcdonald daniel are 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 stupid people that want to do stupid stuff you heard the term right play stupid games win stupid prizes oh yeah and that's that's what they're doing. Him and Ted Cruz are playing stupid games with their political careers. Now they're probably both going to run for president in twenty four. They're pro. They're both probably going to get kicked out in the primary. I can honestly see um, Mitt Romney being a twenty twenty four candidate. Yeah, Mitt Romney being a two thousand twenty four candidate. I just don't know if he's going to make it that far. Some of his some of his policies. Yeah, I actually do like. But some of his other policies do not no. really go in mind because I think there was an interview he did on CNN. He does not support the uh, the Green New Deal. Well, at of all. course he's he's still a Republican in the end of the day. He still votes with Republicans ninety percent of the time, but he is very anti-Trumpist. So that that's what I got to give him yeah. credit for. He stands strong with his beliefs and his morals, and he does do what he feel is best for the country as opposed to what's best for him and his party. That That's yeah. what I can respect about him. He's more nationalist than he is party. Yeah. And he's catching a lot of flack for that from people of Utah. And I sometimes feel bad for him when I see the videos of people harassing him because <sighs> they... It's horrible. Oh, yeah, it is. And he's one of the last, you know, decent figures in the Republican Party. So we're going to see a very changing Republican Party, I I feel. And if I I, honestly, I could even see Lauren Bobber running for president just because she's that crazy. Which, yeah. uh, unless she's expelled from Congress, which I wouldn't be surprised. I she... think people are going to vote her out because of the fact that Georgia turned bl- blue. I feel like they're going to, I think that's the next target is Majority Taylor Green. And I think they're going to vote like they never voted before and just try Mind to get you, Majority um, Taylor Green out of office. I can see they're trying to, them trying to get her out, but 
Bobber is from Col- a very, very red district in Colorado from the mountains. So yeah. I don't think she's going to be voted out by her constituents, but Congress may expel her from the halls because she's constantly setting off metal the metal detectors. She's refusing to be searched. She's causing a huge ruckus. She constantly brings a gun into Congress. We all know she is, even though she's not supposed to. They're they're going to crack down on her, I feel, because she really fucked up, especially during January 6th. She was live-tweeting the Speaker's position. She was saying it was 1776, and all this, and it's insanity. She's been arrested. She's been arrested multiple times, too, in Colorado. One time supplying a, a minor with a firearm. Jeez. Personally, I'm all for gun rights. Do I feel like civilians should own assault rifles, military-grade weaponry? No. But no. I am still all for gun rights. But when you, pray, when you break the law, especially when it comes to weapons charges, you should not be allowed to own a gun. That, that's why yeah. I, I disagree a lot with Trump's pardonings of Kodak Black and Lil Wayne. They're both arrested under weapons charges. But yeah, Trump gave them a pardon. Mm-hmm. They're trying to keep them both in somehow. Oh, like Kodak Black, he tried to bring a gun into Canada when he wasn't allowed to have a gun in the first place. Lil Wayne tried to bring a gun onto a plane. They Weapons charges should not be looked at as a slap on the wrist and get going. Th- yeah. Those are very serious crimes. Like, I get Second Amendment and all that, even though it's been vastly misconstrued into what the Second Amendment actually is. Yeah. It's it's a fucking mess, and we're going to have the Republicans... We're going to have the Republicans fighting us the entire next of the four years. we got to hope we score big in the midterms for Senate. I feel Don't like... Don't worry... Don't worry, people like Medias Touch and Lincoln Project, they're going to hold the line. Mm-hmm. They're going to uh, hold the line with attack ads because the attack ads are going and um yeah, it, they, they just got to keep they got to keep holding the line for 2022 and 24. And I I feel like Ted Cruz is going to be Oh, wait. I don't think he's up for election in 2022. Hmm. Interesting. I, I'm, I, I did a quick search the for Congress, and I, yeah, I, it's not looking like Texas is up for a Senate run in 2022. Yeah, they're not. So he might be lucky to weasel by for another couple years but i i don't think he will i think the senate will remove him and you know what's great is a couple of the elections that are coming up in 2022 are wisconsin which turned which flipped blue uh pennsylvania which also flipped blue and there's north carolina which is a swing state and florida which is also a swing state those could all turn blue into those can turn for blue senators which would be huge for us which we really need like we want to hold on to the senate and we want to grab a stronger grasp onto it 
Yeah. So. Well, so either way, it's like, you know, we got a lot of work to do. Good, we have Joe Biden in, but it's going to take a hmm. lot of work. It's it's a lot more than just, you know, getting the president. It's, it's we need it's to hold everything. on to what we we need to hold on to what we got. We need to get a stronger grasp onto what we got. So it's it's definitely going to be an uphill battle for the next four years unless we unless we strengthen our grasp into into the majority. Yeah. A supermajority would be great, but I feel that's going to be impossible for us unless for some reason we switch. I think the first step is the Democrats to get rid of the filibuster. We are that that I've seen that there was a plan to kill the filibuster in the coming week. So I I'm hoping and by the time this podcast is up, this episode is up the i'm trying to get it up this next week but the the impeachment papers will be going to the senate tomorrow today is sunday the 24th and tomorrow on the 25th congress is or the house is sending the impeachment papers to the senate and i'm really nervous about that honestly because we need 10 republican senators to vote with us and i feel we have two i feel mitch mcconnell will vote yay on it we already know romney's going to he did last time yeah so it's it's a toss-up it's it's basically a toss-up that's Mm -hmm. basically all i have so far (laughs) yeah this that there's there's a lot that's happened though too and it's it's crazy it's hard to fit everything and at one time we jumped around so much and there's still so much yet to come. I'm excited for the next coming years. It's, it's going to be a long ride, but it's one that I'm excited to look forward or excited to get on. It's one that I'm excited to help finally push, push forward. I'm going to be, I have registered to vote in 2022. So I'm hoping that will happen. I really want to flip my district because we were we should have my district should have flipped this time but there was a lot of bullshit that happened here and ignoring gerrymandering there was still a lot of bullshit that happened we have the worst congressman in america voted worst congressman in america yeah and he's only he's on his second term now in his first term my congressman spent more money in congress than anybody else yeah, yeah. And he only had two years. It was his first two years in office. And he also managed to get a good federal investigation on him for making a few million dollars disappear of taxpayer money. Jeez. And he somehow won again. Which is just... It's events like that that make me scared for the future, too. But uh, his election's coming up in 2022, because every two years is the... House elections every six or senators have six years in the Senate. And remember, wherever you are, vote. Your vote matters more than anything else, especially in today's day and age. When we can have the power to flip a a ruby red state like Georgia, your vote matters. So, yeah, 
that that's about all I have for this time, I guess. If there's any that, closing that, statements you'd like to make. Well, uh, politicians of any form, hold the line. Start voting blue. Continue to vote blue. Even if it takes all of us, we are going to protect democracy by voting blue, oh, yeah. not red, because they have betrayed us like like what they did to us. So and hold the line, vote blue in 2022 and 24. We're not giving up. Do your research, too. I, yes. I'm, a, I'm myself a straight, straight line blue, but if there was somebody who appealed to me that I felt could have a chance, like either a third party or a, even a Republican, like if I was in Utah, I wouldn't mind voting for Mitt Romney because of his work done in the past four years. Do I agree with everything he's done? Not by a long shot, but he has definitely showed that he does care more about his country than he does his party. And you live in a state with a Republican governor that you vote for, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's... We're both we, we're both strongly Democrat. So just do your research, and it, it means the world to who you vote, because that is the world. Yeah, basically. So, yeah. All right. Yeah, that's all. That's all we have for today. That's all I have. Please share share it around. Show your family. Show your friends. I would love to see this thing, at least become a thing. Because depending on how this episode does, we'll see if I make more or not. I will try and make it more organized because we are kind of rambly this time. But it's the first episode, so just give us some slack. And thank you so much for watching or listening. <laughs> have a great rest of your day, night, whatever it may be.